0: Hello and welcome to the Global Fleet Voices video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine, which is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders in today's fleet management industry and to identify the trends that will be impacting our businesses tomorrow. And today I have the honor to have a second interview with uh, Phil Northard, uh, Insight and Strategy Director for Cox Automotive International. And today we're going to be discussing uh, the areas of electrification, and remarketing so with that uh, i'd like to thank you phil for joining us
1: hi mike thanks for having me back on yeah another another big subject of electrification to follow on from our conversation around semiconductors and there, uh, mm-hmm. there's a connection there isn't there pardon the room there but there's a definite connection between the two there
0: well get into it what is, what is the electrification market going uh like in in the uk i know it's going gangbusters you had some sales records just set recently last month in september
1: yeah, exactly. I think, you know, September is a, a key point. And, and I mean, we, we you know in our last our last chat, we, we talked about obviously the challenges around supply and being caused by the by the raw materials. I think some of that has actually accelerated the EV transition um and volume towards ev because of the shortage of, of of alternative vehicles but if you look at if you look at september as a, as a whole i mean you know the ev sector grew i mean you know like that battery electric market basically come year to date has gone up to 9.5 percent of market share compared to 4.5 percent of the same period last year and in september alone it went up to 15.2 percent And that was for battery electric vehicles. So the pure plug-in battery electric vehicles. And I bet you can't guess what vehicle was at number one most registered vehicle in September. I can take a
0: wild guess, but I don't want to be
1: anticlimactic. Go ahead. Go for it. The Tesla 3. Yep. So um, an American, amazing. in many ways, a- amazing critical, story. an electric, yeah, in, in, and it resulted in, and you know, those those listeners that may have a, a view on the UK automotive sector, but we think about the top 10 most registered vehicles that always has things like the BMW 3 Series, the VW Golf, the Vauxhall Corsa. The Vauxhall Corsa registered 5,235, and the Tesla 3 alone, Registered six thousand eight hundred seventy nine vehicles in September. Now, if that doesn't tell you the way the direction the market is heading, I think nothing will.
0: Well, and and also, I think it speaks volumes to the power of brand. You know, the Tesla has a very strong brand, and that's helping to propel a lot of their sales in the EV marketplace. Yeah.
1: No, definitely, definitely. I think you know, they, they, you know, comparing to what what happens, what's happening over in the US, and I know that. You know, there's been a bit of a shift towards the focus on electrification in, in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as being in the in California, but definitely across the U.S. has been a move. But in the U.K., there's still a long way to go. Um, I mean, obviously, the U.K., we've got a deadline of 2030 and 2035 for a full mm-hmm. move to electrification. I think the view is that it's moving a lot quicker than that. I think 2025 will be an inflection point here in the, the U.K., definitely. Um, but there's a lot to do around the infrastructure, a lot a lot to do with the charging infrastructure.
0: Well, a lot of what, in my understanding of the UK market, a lot of uh, what's stimulating EV sales is your tax uh, regimen. And the tax regimen is encouraging the purchase of those types of vehicles, but you're encountering the same kind of issues that we have, infrastructure, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but somebody had told me that close to uh, half the homes in the UK only have curbside parking, uh, which puts an impediment to doing home charging, or at least uh, it, it complicates home charging. Is is that a correct assessment? It is.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, you know, if you think about the UK, if you look at some of the stats, there's 1,000 on-street charging points outside of London and against a, a total of 5,700 in total, so only 1,000 are outside mm-hmm. of London itself only 25% of UK drivers don't have a, a driveway out of 8 million. So 25% right. of 8 million don't have a driveway. So they don't have that facility for having that charging unit at home. And if you look at the the motorway network in, in the UK, there's 500 charge points installed at motorway service stations out of a potential 2,300 needed. So mm-hmm. we, there's a long way to go towards being able to give that a full uk-wide infrastructure for the automotive ev driver
0: true and uh what's your forecast on um, uh, in terms of the fleet marketplace in terms of electrification there it seems like that's a lot more promising um versus you know the general consumer market because a lot of those vehicles will be you know centrally maintained centrally garaged uh, depot type operation that would lend itself to the establishment of a centralized charging system an overnight charging yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of that is, you know, as you said right at the start there, around the taxation and, and, and initiatives, you know, there's a lot of taxation initiatives for, for the fleet, the company car driver in, in the UK. You know, it does benefit them in terms of tax incentives for, for driving an electric vehicle um, and from a, from, a, you know, from a fleet operator as well. You know, there's a lot big shift towards that running a hundred percent fleet of EVs in, in the UK. And I think as we touched on in, in the last show around shortage of supply of vehicles, you know, by 2025, the choice of vehicles for non-battery electric or non-hybrid vehicle in the UK from the manufacturers will be very small. So that, you know, that the fleets will have to move and transition towards those electric vehicles if they want to put on a choice of vehicles
0: right yeah i think they, and those are critical dates 2025 2030 and so on because at that point you're going to start having a sizable number of evs come out of service go into the wholesale used vehicle market and you know it's really critical that there be a robust market for used evs in order for this to be to perpetuate itself and um uh, and be successful in the marketplace
1: i couldn't agree more i mean that's something um we as a business are very much focused on and i think generally i think if you speak to any of the the OEMs within that remarketing space or any fleet operators within that remarketing space the key is getting that used focus on on electric vehicles you know the manufacturers will do the job in the new vehicle space mm-hmm. whether that's cars in the uk trucks in the us etc manufacturers the OEMs will do the job for the marketing to the consumer and the tax will be taken care of in terms of initiatives The challenge will be is actually getting that used vehicle buyer, having the confidence to go into a showroom, dealership, et cetera, to a fleet operator and take a used electric vehicle and understand the market and the ownership of that vehicle as well. Otherwise,
0: you're not going to have, you know, to use a cliche, you're not going to have an ecosystem for EVs if you don't have a strong used vehicle marketplace there for it.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think if you can't, you know, you look at the, vo- the forecast figures, I think, you know, the, the UK, they're, they're forecasting some significant growth, I think even by 2022, they're forecasting a 28.4% share of, of battery electric vehicles as, as part of the market. I think when you look at the global market by 2040, I'm just looking at some stats here, 54.9 million are the forecast figures for 2040 for electric vehicles. Well, right. that's a lot of used electric vehicles coming to the market before then that need remarketing, selling, putting through that remarketing channels to the fleet channels into the sector. So there's a lot to do before that point.
0: Well, you know, I think we're doing a really good job in terms of uh, promoting and selling new EVs. And I'm convinced that everything we produce in the next five years is going to be sold. I think where we're really being a laggards in a bit is on the remarketing side. I, I can only speak about the American market, but I, there's only a handful of auctions that I know that actually have recharging facilities uh, at their sales, you know, and, yeah, you know unless, I mean, that... you, unless you can recharge a used vehicle at an auction, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, chaotic. Uh, so, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of catch up that needs to be done. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised as the, um, the expense in putting that in.
1: Yeah, and I think you know if you look at the Cox Automotive, whether that's across the international global market in the US or just in the UK through, through sort of Mannheim or Mannheim in, in, in the US there, a lot of the investment is around that charging infrastructure at the mm. auctions. You've seen critical. our recent it's acquisition critical. as well of, of Spires Technology. You know, there's a lot of investment. And as you say there, it's not just the charging, it's the appraisal inspection of those electric vehicles, the movement of those electric vehicles, the description of those electric vehicles. And that's before me and you even start to talk about that degradation of a battery, of how do you appraise that? And how do you manage that in the used vehicle space to to the used car buyers? In the wholesale an
0: ecosystem. I think we're fixated on selling new EVs and there's not enough discussion and not a, not a lot of thought or the thought is coming late in terms of how you're going to be remarketing these EVs and how you're gonna create a vibrant used EV marketplace. But with that, Phil, our time's gone by again. Again. (laughs) We've barely (laughs) touched upon remarketing. We'll have to pick that up next
1: next time. Um, Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. You're very much welcome. I suspect there'll be many more of these conversations to come.